Let's go! This is Dubis's team. It is the best team. Are you guys disrespecting my fourth line? Never. I love that fourth line more than my daughter. Scoring-wise, totally unprecedented. This guy is on fire. This needs to be fixed or we're not going anywhere. Do you know what's better than 40 goals a year? 80 goals a year, yeah. which is what he's getting with Mitch Marner. I think you guys are crazy. Stop it. Tim, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Ryan, you are wrong. <laughs> Welcome to the Leafs cast with Steven, Ryan, and Tim. Welcome back to the Leafs cast. Man, I'm ready. I am ready. I'm feeling good. Go England. Let's go. <laughs> Football's coming home. <laughs> I'm watching Wimbledon right now. I I hate the off season. Yeah, what even is this? Are the Canadian guys still in Wimbledon? Shaffle off. And... I got. Uh, oh yeah, I like that guy. Uh, no, the, Garen and Djokovic. Uh, I don't know who's winning. You should play the uh, Viva Linen music for when my only. My shit. only uh, tennis knowledge is Mario Superstar Tennis it's a or winner. whatever that right. Something the I Mario was, game. Sports That's, tennis. I was a winner. Yeah, that's all I know. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back to the Leafs cast. Good to be back. Off-season podcast number two. Things are going to start heating up here pretty soon because yep. we've got, um, so we're recording today, and then in two weeks, essentially everything happens. So we, we get draft, or sorry, NHL expansion draft first, then regular draft, then free agency is towards the end of the month. So that's all within, I want to say, seven to nine days of each other. Yeah. Um, it's going to get hot. I think we're going to get together probably before the expansion draft and just talk because there could definitely be a lot more player movement before then and maybe talk a little bit about Leafs. But today, we're just doing a little cleanup, right? Yeah. We're the cleanup just, crew. <laughs> just talk, talking about the NHL GMs that are still Cleaning working. Cleaning up this trash team. <laughs> oh, no, what were you going to say, Tim? What were you saying? I was going to say, uh, talking about the NHL GMs that are still working even though the playoffs haven't, haven't ended yet. It's isn't it going? Really, oh, the, I, okay. There, I was gonna say, isn't it just us? But I guess there is a couple of other teams that have made some moves. But for a while there, it felt like it was just us. Yeah, we can talk about how the Nuge contract uh, affects Hyman. That was that was an interesting bit. Let's of talk business about how there. the Nuge contract affects Hyman. Let's go. We're cleaning it up. All right. So Ryan Nugent Hopkins was signed for eight years, five point one million dollars. Uh, Former first overall number one pick coming off. Of uh, what year? S- of what year? Oh, was he 2011? 2011. 2011. I think it was uh, 2011, Stephen. <laughs> anyway, Tim. <laughs> but how much did he weigh in his draft year? <laughs> Correct answer is three pounds. <laughs> These guys like to make fun of me because I track, I track the player weights. I don't know the player weights as much anymore since I stopped playing NHL video games. Anyway, um... So the nude signs his contract. And Bit of a discount from his last contract. Yes, that that was that's the most interesting to me, and it makes me wonder if it's because uh, uh, the, the 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 current just money market right is so different where teams are. I don't know, like, like how much do you really want to commit when you know the salary cap is not going to be going up over the next few years? But I just really have a hard time believing that there isn't a team that would have given him more money in regular free agency. I feel like I, I feel like it was pretty fair in terms of what he's worth. I think in regular free agency he might have got like six million at seven years, which ends up being about the same total money value as eight eight by five anyway. I think it's a little bit more. So like I, I feel like there is a little bit of of news that oh Nooch took the discount 
stays in Edmonton, took the term. I, I don't think it was that much of a discount. I feel like it's pretty fair as to what he's worth at this point. It's like pretty good for what he is now. It won't be very good eight years from now. And which it, what he is now is fair. essentially a, like an all right second line center. Yeah, he, he's like your uh, well, probably on a good team. Average. He'd probably be a third line center. No, I'd say no. he's a solid second line center. I'd say. Well, so so here's his stat line. So last year, actually, he had almost identical stats to Zach Hyman last year. It's uh, really? thir- yeah, 16 goals, 19 assists, uh, which would have been on pace for about 55 points in like a full season. Yeah, one one more goal and one more assist, but he played 10 more games. So more Zach games. Hyman comes knocking on a door and says, "I won eight by five. Yikes! So what what do you guys say to an eight by five for Hyman? No, no, I don't mm. think so. It's Five not, is oh, too high for that to be like a not good contract. Hyman is also one year older than Nuge. Yeah, I don't think I would want to do that deal with Hyman. I think it's also the position, right? Like Hyman's, or, or sorry, the Nuge is a center. True. Um, I think Nuge spends more time in the wing than center, though. Yeah, uh, that's a very good point on that. I'd be like more yeah. concerned with Hyman's performance tailing off more than the Nuge. Like, you know, Stephen, you've mentioned this on the pod before. The type of style that Hyman plays tailors to an earlier decline, you know, a more more tough on the body than uh, someone like Nugent Hopkins would have. So I, I, I would expect that Hyman's, you know, the bad years of that contract would come sooner than for Nuge, I think. Eight, eight years is scary at, at that high of contract. Yeah, so just put in perspective, eight years for Zach Hyman would bring him to Jason Spezza age. Ooh. <laughs> That's Ooh. a lot. Will, yeah, will Spezza still be playing for the team at that time? We'll find out. <laughs> no, well, the, Hyman would be 38 when that deal is done. Yeah. Jason and Spezza will be 45, still on the lead. One year, <laughs> 700,000. I'd take I, less if I could. I, going back to Hyman, I've I've heard it said a couple of times that like signing Hyman to another big deal would, would just be another Clarkson move, right? Where you yeah. have uh, a relatively similar player um, who I, I I guess I'm just like saying in his in his career he's been a bit more point. consistent than than Clarkson was. But then it, you know you're 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 buying at the absolute tops of what he can be. How yep. much better uh-huh. could Hyman be going forward? But then like so the Nuge, for example, he's pretty much progressively gotten better as career's gone on. Now the Oilers have become less of a trash heap since then. Um, so that's that's part of it. But I, I, I don't think Edmonton's going to regret that signing. I think the Leafs might regret that signing. But it does then bring up like, okay, is Hyman really going to be able to go and say, yeah, I, I'm better than Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Give me more money than him. No. $40 so maybe, million? Dollars. Maybe five a year is, is the cap for him now. And and obviously, yeah. whoever the Nuge's agent is did his due diligence and is like, hey, we're not going to get much more than this or more than this at all in the open market. So how much is it? Because every team was like, no, we're waiting for that that Zach Hyman kid to hit free agency. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Nuge could stay up in Edmonton. I don't think so. Well, cause like even what's also <laughs> similar between them is bo- both of them play with superstar talents. Like I'm, if I'm a other team, like I'm negotiating saying you play with dry side McDavid your whole career. You're com- you're not driving any line you're on. 
same as like Zach Hyman, like as Leaf fans, we know he's the the real driver of any line he's on. But at the same time, it's like, oh, all your stat toes are inflated by playing these superstars, which like, that might, is true. His stat is toes, true. Like he's he's really good, but his stat totals are inflated by playing with Matthews and Marner or Tavares and Nylander or whatever. Like the the stat totals he was putting up with whoever is playing with on the third line is probably closer, not accurate, but closer to what he'd be getting on another team probably. Yeah. But I feel like teams aren't going after Zach Hyman for the stat totals necessarily. Like it is the intangibles you're looking for. I don't know. It's tough to say. I, I do think that's a good point, Stephen, that like he probably, I, I wonder if that does tone down the expected value that Hyman's going to get on the open market. You know, people were throwing out numbers like 6.5 million. Absolutely. Is he going to get 6.5 million when the Nuge gets five? 5.1. Sorry, Nuge and Hopkins. Don't mean to take that away from you. But yeah, I it, it might bring it down a little lower. But I, I still say if he's looking for an 8x5, I'm, that's too rich for the Leafs, I think. The Nuge. That's such well, a great name. I like what, saying that a lot. <laughs> what's also good is that Edmonton was supposed to be one of like the big suitors yep. for Zach Hyman. And they just signed away $5 million. Yep, so it's yep, yep. a little less money they have to work with. Very good. It's good. I'm now just imagining all these GMs that are just like, what do you think you'd give the Nuge this offseason? We're waiting on Hyman. <laughs> no, I keep thinking about that. What if that actually does happen? They all just wait to claim our guys off waivers. That's what they do. Oh, my gosh. Should, should we talk about Simmons or other, since we're talking about the Leafs roster and, and what we're bringing in? And should, sure. Should we talk about Simmons here? Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the the Leafs signed a winger. Wayne Simmons have, is back. I, I I guess a fourth line winger again who yeah. might. You know, I, th- might. I think everyone's expecting him to be fourth line at this point. I don't so think Wayne Simmons signs a two-year contract worth a combined one point five million. Was uh, that it? One point eight. Yeah, nine hundred thousand both years, so one point eight total. Okay, um, and an, an interesting move, and again, doing it early. I don't know. They're getting this stuff locked up quick, maybe because they're they just understand that the draft and all these other things are happening right away and um yeah it's it's bizarre though because simmons really tailed off towards the end of his his one yep. season here last year he was playing well, on a 1.5 million dollar one-year contract well, well, the other thing is he was injured this year right like he he was had an okay start kind of like thornton got injured and was just never the same yeah he was looking r- really rough and so when tim jokes that like he's kind of a fourth line player we don't really know because like it feels like he's fourth line at best. So then are we potentially just signing this guy who's going to sit in the press box a lot? That could happen. He's going to sit in the locker room. I think until like last season, he wasn't very good and he still played all the games. So I'm not expecting him to be the fringe fourth liner. I think, I think unless if like someone on the fringe starts really stepping up, it's his spot to lose. I think, I think he'll be on the fourth line for, Almost the whole season, probably the playoffs, depending on how he does. Of course, if he's horrible, then we might waive him. But yeah, uh, what, what, what do you guys think of the of the contract? You know, we all had well, mixed feelings about Simmons by the end of the year. Nine hundred thousand, two years. What do you think? Just one other thing about his play. He does one thing. He does bring is he does bring that gritty factor. He's I mean, mean, he does drop. He does. He is mean. He does drop the gloves. Um, which is something that we don't have. And I mean, like, not that Hyman is mean, but as far as physicality. We might be losing that as well. So that is something he brings. As far as the contract, I am not a fan. Not, not a, fan. a fan. Why? Uh, so first off, the two years, the guy is like now mid-30s. 
uh, nine points last year, injury prone. Why are you going two years on this guy? And why are you going above Jason Spezza money? This guy obviously didn't perform uh, worth 900000 last year. He didn't perform like we need to lock this guy up forever. And I just yeah. don't understand. Like, what, is he going to walk? Is he going to leave? I don't know. It is It is kind of funny that last year, you know, Dubas goes out and signs all these these one-year deals, right, to guys like, you know what, we're going to see what one or two of you is going to stick. And right now he signed one of the guys who didn't stick, right? Like, who I would have much rather like, seen a, a nice Alex Galchenyuk contract, you know, come across my phone or... Or, or like, sign Zach Bogosian for that much. Yeah, Um As far as the dollar amount, like I I have a hard time stressing out too much about, you know, an additional 150,000 going his way. Um, Here's the thing. This year, though, we were so close to the cap. Like when you get into the daily cap hit stuff, it's like we were within like 10,000 or 20,000 of the cap. It it got to the point where it's like we can't play Sandman. We had to play this other guy who makes, you know, 50,000 less than him just to fit in. It it does make a difference. Yeah. well, I, and, I do. And, go ahead. Aside, aside from the dollar amount, that's I think Tim, you said it in the chat the other day. Just the roster spot. Like I, I just want someone else taking up that fourth line roster spot. Then like Dick and, Robertson. And yeah, and then an aging Wayne Simmons. So, uh, so that's what we say right now. This, Steven. He's going to be on the top line here pretty soon. <laughs> wait, wait, I would say, say I. Um, I, I wouldn't say I'm like glowing about the contract. I'm definitely not as doom and gloom as you guys are about it, though. He, I, I think that the nine hundred thousand is an annoyance. I do agree, Tim. Like, p- part of it is like, come on, Dubas, you couldn't have got this guy for seven hundred thousand. There's no way that Simmons is saying no. I'd rather play somewhere else. Like, clearly, he wants to be here in Toronto. Two years, seven hundred thousand, get it done. So that, that to me, is an annoyance, and it is something that will affect us. Like we saw it last year. I don't think it's the end of the world. Like it is. 200,000 it's a very very small oh, number 150 the league min deal league minimum went up this year oh, okay 150,000 even less than um how I, does I, how he, does the Nuge's contract affect Wayne Simmons <laughs> go um i i do think that it would be very hard for Simmons to not live up to that contract like that is almost as low as you can get and i feel like if he's not living up to that contract that's not on Simmons, that's on one Sheldon Keefe, who's like playing him too much, or two Kyle Dubas, who's yeah. refusing to wave him. I don't know. Is that Keefe or Dubas? I don't know. I guess it's Dubas. Um, but like, I I think that the odds of Simmons coming in and playing less than a nine hundred thousand player is probably low. Like what what he was before his injury last year was well above a nine hundred thousand dollar player. I think. I think I think he was what? living up to his 1.5 million contract last year before his injury. Post injury, it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. But I, I closer expect the the pre-injury coming into this season than the post-injury. And like, yes, as you get older, as you get closer, you know, have the roughed up body that Simmons has, you're more injury prone. But like the injury he had, it wasn't like he tweaked his back or something. He blocked a shot and bro- broke his wrist. Like that could happen to anybody. So it's not like we, we've seen him be injured before. What's to say he won't get injured again? It, it was dumb luck that he got injured. It wasn't like because it's Simmons and his roughed up body. So I don't know. I, I, I think that it's not going to be a, a game breaker. We're not going to win or lose the cup because of Wayne Simmons. 
but I don't think it's going to be anything that's going to hurt us. I think it has a higher chance mm-hmm. of that contract paying off than us being frustrated uh, he was signed. I just don't understand why it was signed now instead of after free agency. Like, what What if you get to free agency and there's this whole guy, whole, like, yeah. what if Ryan Getzlaff says, like, all right, league men, let's go. Then you sign Ryan Getzlaff. Or what like, if there's like, 10 of them? Why are we signing Wayne Simmons before we know what's up? You don't think that's an easily tradable contract? Yes, Wayne Simmons, I don't think two so. Years at nine hundred thousand, you could wave him, Tim. Didn't you could wave Simmons, him. Um, that's true. You could wave him. Didn't he sign late last year anyway? Right? Like, wasn't or no? That no, he it was, was early. early. Never, mind. Never mind. It's it's a contract that we could get out of it anytime we want to. And there's no there's it's like the remember last year when we signed Joe Thornton and people were like, oh, I don't know. We already have Spezza. Why are we get bringing in Thornton? And it's like this guy's signing for 700,000. If we don't like it, we can dump it anytime we want. It's no bad case scenario here, I suppose. So, like, I, I think it's fine. I think that as the season goes on, we'll enjoy having a little bit of pepper on our lineup and we'll go. It'll be good. Um, one other, I guess, bit of news for the Leafs uh, the past couple weeks is we lost an assistant coach, but the wrong assistant coach. <laughs> the Kraken. Da- they came Dave for Dave Haxtell. Dave Haxtell, who is our formerly our PK coach, is now the head coach uh, of the Seattle Kraken. Good for him. You know, I mean, I guess he was a head coach before in Philadelphia, but I'm sure that these guys like being a head coach more than an assistant coach. So he, he gets his... Uh, Shot at the big time again, gets his new team, shiny new team. Well, and it's a great way to bring the Leafs more into the the media cycle, right? When they're talking about who will the yeah. crack and claim, like, you know, Hackstall knows all these Leafs so well. And yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, and and then we've now got an, a, a for sure another vacancy at assistant coach who do the Leafs bring in is it a like a big name former head coach is Bruce some, Boudreau yeah is it Bruce <laughs> Boudreau yeah that's the that's the big question who knows um, Mr. Game 7 oh wait so, so one thing that was kind of interesting uh I think it was Elliot Freeman that was talking just kind of in the wake of the the hiring uh obviously there were a lot of big name coaching uh guys out there and uh one thing that Freeman said he was hearing was that uh, Seattle hired Hackstall because he was uh, more of a cerebral coach, like very like analytical and very uh, interesting by the numbers. But then he said, like, what some people aren't sure about is like you look at uh, like what was it, uh, Barry Trotz in Islanders or John Cooper in Tampa, or I forget, I forget exactly what the the co- the coaches he brought up were but basically like, there's some coaches where the players will like play through the wall for that coach yeah. and they're like that coach is part of the team and they're like super passionate with everyone and ha- dave haxtell maybe isn't that like it's it's kind of he framed it as like there's two types of coaches uh and uh um, so which type is sheldon keith Exactly. So, the, so kind of implying like, oh, the Leafs, maybe they don't have that coach who's like right in there with the players and like, are the, I think the players are going to die for Sheldon Keefe, whatever it takes. Or is Keefe just the ideas guy? Hmm. Uh, time will tell. So far time. they haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so, I'm so stoked for the, the expansion draft um gonna be super interesting so so the leafs have we just have a couple weeks uh i should have the exact date in front of me july 21st 
Wow. So it's going to be interesting to see the Leafs. And I mean, right now, what are you guys thinking they do? So for those well, unfamiliar, what's kind of, what, what's, oh, what's kind of interesting about then is like, we'll know kind of what the Leafs bigger plans are by then. Like if they plan on giving up Justin Hall, it's like, are they, have we made a trade before then to bring in a defenseman or like, cause do because everything kind of happens that one week, do seems need to know what the whole plan is going to be on that day. It, mm-hmm. it feels very un Kyle Dubas to just lay down and let them take the player that he thinks that they want to take. Like I, I just, I see this world where he, if, if he's like, yep, they're going to take Justin Hall. He's the best player available that he tries to make a move. Uh, where he trades Justin Hall somewhere else, and he's like, "No, you, you, you take somebody else." Like, I, I just feel like that's what Dubis is gonna do. Be interesting, yeah. and 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 even if it is Hall, so but we should discuss right right now. How do you guys feel about what like what format the Leafs are gonna protect? So for those unfamiliar, you get you can either choose seven forwards, three defensemen, and one goalie, or eight skaters total. So basically, you protect fewer spots, but you could protect four defensemen four, if you want. Four defensemen. So it, I, I think for a while, it felt like, especially at the beginning of the season, I think everybody would have said the Leafs are going to go eight skaters because a lot of our big names, you know, uh, John Tavares, like, like like we could protect the big four, essentially, of forwards, our most important guys. Hyman's going to be a free agent at this point. Uh, but then we can protect those four defensemen who are so key in Morgan Riley, TJ Brody, J- Jake Muzzin, and Justin Hall. I think now I think they're they're gonna go seven and three and I think they'd be okay with Justin Hall uh, going to the Kraken or or somebody else. What do you guys think is gonna happen? I I kind of go back and forth on it. Part of me says I I always feel like I'm wanting more forward depth. I feel like our D is fine. I feel like we had the best D we had in a long time last year, and it just resulted in us not scoring enough goals when it really counted. So I feel like I'd rather have more forward depth and it'd be okay keeping Kerfoot, letting Hall walk. But then the other half of me says, well, when we're spending as much on our top dogs as we are, half our cap, at the bottom half, what we really need is people who outperform their contracts. You know, we can't afford to just get people yeah. who play at what we're paying them. We need people to play beyond what we're paying them. Kerfoot, I would say, is playing at what we're paying him. He's playing like a $3.5 million player. Justin Hall is playing beyond a $2 million player, whatever we're paying him. So he is the one who's outperforming his contract, and maybe I'd rather have Justin Hall. But on the other hand, we only have Kerfoot and Hall for one more year, and then we have to re-sign them. And on Hall's next contract, he's probably going to get paid what he's worth. So is that even that really that big of a deal? I don't know. I, I probably, at this point, I'm probably leaning more towards protecting Kerfoot and letting Hall walk, but I, tomorrow I could be the other way. I don't know. I, I think there's zero yeah. chance. If, if Kerfoot's available, he's the one that they're going to take, right? It, like they will, I don't think they'd take Dermot over Kerfoot. I don't think they'd take, I don't know, Ilya Mikheyev over Kerfoot. Like, uh, you know, a for sure top nine forward who can play center and yep. wing higher up in the lineup. I feel like yep. it's just an easy pick for them. I would much rather have Alex Kerfoot on my team than Justin Hall, even though you are right. Like m- maybe, you know, losing uh, the the salary cap of Kerfoot, we could get a little bit more creative with that. Like, okay, so so what? So what What if the Leafs were to lose Kerfoot, 
would you would you be okay with the Leafs losing Kerfoot, signing two other guys to smaller contracts, like lesser players to smaller contracts, but then taking an additional you know million and a half because I think Kerfoot makes three and a half million, and giving that to Hyman. Hmm. So then One our defense to- stays the same, right? Our top four stays the same because in this situation we're protecting Hall. And then Kerfoot's gone. Your third line at center is definitely worse, but you have Zach Hyman. I don't know. Like, I, if you do that, you're just getting to be even more top heavy. Yeah. I mean, unless you're going to play Hyman on the third line, but I don't think you're paying Hyman over five million dollars to play in your third line. Mm. Um, one one thing, both high, both Kerfoot and Hall are signed through 2022-23, so two seasons of each. Oh, two years. They, okay. So I just saw here, uh, everybody has to submit their list of protected players on July 17th. Oh, that's like a week or two weeks. Yeah, so so that'll be cool. We'll have a couple days to stew on it before the actual draft. And yeah, I think uh, the thing with the Vegas draft is so many teams were doing deals with Vegas ahead of it. Uh-huh. I can see a lot of teams doing deals with each other to better position themselves um, this time around. The Vegas night draft at the time... I mean, it was crazy. Absolutely nobody looked at that team and said they'd be any good at all. I'm really interested to see what people's takes are about this Seattle Kraken team. I've already had people text me like, Stephen, are the Kraken going to be good? I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. There's no way of knowing right now. Um, I don't think they'll be as good as Vegas. I don't care who they pick up. I think Vegas was a bit of a one in a million. All the pieces come together. Yeah. But we'll see. All right. Uh, What else we can talk about? Let's see. You guys want to talk about the NHL awards at all? You mean the joke oh, of oh my Lula Morello winning GM of the year? I don't want to talk about GM of the year. That was stupid. It was stupid. Uh, who who did did somebody say that like two guys got votes that aren't even GMs anymore? I, I don't know whoever it is that votes for that, but they need to be smacked and taken off getting their voting ballot taken the away. The Ottawa it's like, GM won a, got a couple of votes. He came in what twenty fifth or something. Yeah, so Lou Lamorello, former Leafs uh, general manager, he's now with the Islanders, goes ahead and wins his second, his second back to back. Oh, okay, yeah, and back to back. He's won two coach. He's won two GM of the Year awards for hiring a coach four years ago. Tim, (laughs) give me the 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 highlight move of Lou Lamorello's offseason last year. He waved Uh, Leo (laughs) Kabarov. He he signed Matt Martin to a four year contract. It's like, no, let's talk about four, overcoming the fourth liners. Oh, no. trading away Devin Taves? I see there's so many moves he where you're just away, like, He traded away a, a head scratchers. A, an absolute top four, probably top two defensemen. Well, he's top two on the abs t- to the scrapped. avalanche, essentially for picks, just because he mismanages cap so bad by signing guys like Leo Komarov and Matt Martin to bigger deals. It's a joke. What a moron. You and know what it is? It's th- it, this is what it is. Lula Morello has this like aura around him with this like respect of the league. He's Lou freaking Lamorello that people are just like vote for Lou and they do. And, and, and you know, I, I, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, well, the Islanders, you know, they went a lot deeper in the playoffs. No, they're losers just like we're losers. All right. They lost as well. Only matters when you win the last game of the season. That's from Moneyball. Watch that tonight. Yeah. No, but the other awards. So um, Hart Trophy comes around uh, MVP of the league. Um, Matthew's got the most second place votes. Like he, he was far, very clear cut yeah. n- number two. <laughs> it, it was a stink un- second, very far away from number one. <laughs> so it was a unanimous vote. Um, everybody had Connor McDavid at number one, rightfully so. Which yeah was expected, but it is still cool having a leaf in the conversation. I look forward to hopefully the day that 
uh, we can get somebody that wins it. It reminds me of the season where, um, well, okay, I, I say reminds me. I don't think I was alive, but when uh, when Gretzky had his his highest points ever, and the guy who was second in scoring that year, oh my gosh, was Lemieux it, or Jagger? No, I think it was Mike Bossy. Oh, okay. And bottom line, um, and he, he he was like, that was the year. It was his best season ever. He's like, that's the year that I came in second place to Wayne Gretzky by scoring like 79 fewer points. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, like this, this potentially could be the high, you know, the highest, uh, uh, Matthews ever finishes in that voting. And it's like, I did like a, the stat of, uh, Tyson Berry was the first defenseman to score the most points of a D man and not receive a Norris vote in like <laughs> what? 70 years. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, but so yeah. the other one, the Vesna. So Mark Andre Fleury goes ahead and wins the Vesna. And yep. the first thing I think about, maybe because I'm a stupid Leafs fan, Jack Campbell, not a single vote. Too small of a sample size. Is that it? Is it just because it's too small? Okay. Yeah. That's because that, that's what I was wondering at first. I was like, wait, what's going on here? Is because there's it's it's been speculated before that there's a very anti-Leafs bias in the NHL voting. Now. The Leafs haven't had much guys to vote for in a while. That's part of it. But, like, because people were saying even when Matthews was, like, you know, maybe challenging for the heart at the start of the year, like, oh, he's not going to win it because, you know, all these – nobody's going to vote for a Leaf to win a major award. They get enough press. So that was my first thought with Jack Campbell. But he – I don't know. Some of the stats from this season – like, you're telling me that, that, that he doesn't deserve a fifth place vote from a couple of these guys. Maybe I'm overthinking it. No, I mean, you, you, you are. I mean, I don't think I don't think he was deserving of, of first place votes. Maybe like down the line. If next season, if he puts up the same or at least similar numbers in terms of win percentage and save percentage and like throughout, you know, the majority of a regular season, then you'll be seeing the votes start start coming. And then you'll have people being believers. All right. So, I mean, we don't have to talk about this too much longer, but like Mike Smith got two third place. That's votes. what I was going to say. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's, yeah, but that's, a, a, that's a common a thing for these awards, though. Give it to the old guy. Like Giordano won the Norris over Riley that other year. And it's just like they love they love giving it to the old guys who won't be here again, most likely. You know what I mean? That's, hey, that's a common thing. We should Fair talk enough. about Morgan Riley. We didn't talk about this last time because the news came out after we recorded. I'm sitting there at Beer League and uh, the guy getting that. Uh, getting dressed next to me he's like hey you hear riley's taking a a discount i was like what are you talking about i was like i know everything i don't know about that he's like oh yeah like we talked i thought we talked about this on the last pod no i don't think so i didn't know riley was taking a discount what are you talking about oh, i mean i mean the free free uh who is it myrtle said like oh yeah both sides are kind of committed to taking a discount and then we were maybe the, maybe this just in our leafs chat it's all kind of a blur um, it's the off season. You guys were at the cottage hanging out. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it. It was reported this week. It could be all smoke. Yeah, until the until ink is to paper, I don't care about it. It's hard to believe. Uh, you know, the words leaf and uh, discount don't usually go together in the same sentence. But and wh- what is a discount? A seven by eight? Like, is that a discount? Who knows what Riley <laughs> thinks he's worth? How does the nuge affect this? <laughs> They're both from know. Western Canada. It is interesting how many, uh, like, the whole idea of trading Riley has really taken fire over you know, the number of articles that are popping up on my news feed of, 
here here's another trade that we could do for Riley and here's what we could pick up and with that cap space here's what we can do and it's a hot topic right now I don't know Nylander was too good in the playoffs so they're 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 who else is gonna trade I haven't seen as many Nylander trade proposals yeah there's actually that's true there's more Mitch Marner trade proposals than William Nylander trade proposals since when does that happen what a world we live in all right, so um, you guys want to talk about the the actual cup final going on right now? Yeah. Have you guys so, watched it, much? Eh, a little bit, maybe like a period here. Yeah, that's I haven't been, watched the whole game. That's been me as well. I feel like I turn it on usually at the beginning, see how the game's gonna go, and then I I like I have a hundred percent confidence that yeah, like I don't need to keep watching this. <laughs> Uh, you know. here's the here's the controversial take though the mayor of tampa today in a press conference said i hope tampa bay loses in montreal tonight Stop so they it. can come back in game five and win it at home Stop he it. publicly <laughs> stated that tampa should like throw the game and That's come home funny. to win are here's you kidding me Habs in seven no montreal, <laughs> okay we saw it we saw it when we couldn't finish them out when we were up three to one if they like win a game all of a sudden they think they could win and then they just become this like werewolf that is just unstoppable. They need Tampa Bay needs to squash them tonight. Kucherov is going to have three goals. Point is going to have probably nine goals. It's going to happen. Blake Coleman's so freaking good for them. And I knew he was going to be so freaking good because he got traded to them like a game or two after he put up a Hattie against us that one year. And I was like, "That, that guy's awesome. And he's awesome for them. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's premature. You know, Lightning winning their second cup in a row—that's not easy to do. Um, it they're who they're think, awesome. Who, who do you think wins the con Smythe? They go with Vasilevsky or Kucherov or Point. <laughs> let this be. Let point. it just be known that at this point, we're recording the the podcast. <laughs> Game four has not happened yet. <laughs> like maybe Montreal wins the whole or thing. We don't or know, Carey but... Price. Do they just give it to Carey Price in a classic yeah, J.S. Shiger yeah, move? Yeah. I think they have to give it to Point though to answer your question, Tim. That guy is just a scoring machine. It's when, unbelievable. I'm, I'm curious to know your guys' answer to this. When you guys watch the Lightning at yep. their best, what is the thing that you notice that says like that's the thing the Leafs need? That that's a great question. That is a great question. You know what my answer is? What do you got? Nothing. You know what the answer is? The lightning logo on their chest. Because Stop. Montreal <laughs> South Florida plays weather. <laughs> worse. I, the, the only thing I noticed watching these games is not, wow, Tampa's so much better than Toronto. It's, wow, Montreal sucks compared to when they played us. That's all I notice. That's all I notice. What do you got, We did Tim? the exact same things. I watched a whole regular season of Toronto play. They were doing the exact same things that Tampa Bay was doing. They were making Montreal look silly like we made them look all season long. It's just Montreal is not in beast mode anymore. And this, what's happening now is what everyone expected to happen in round one. It is not because of Tampa Bay. It's because of Montreal. We are so salty. Okay, I'll give you my answer. I'm like, I got this question. Ryan's like, stupid question. That's and a you're joke. It's, a, no. it's an excellent question. It's an excellent yeah. question because, we, listen, we were having a – Tim and I were having a heated debate this weekend with our father about what is wrong with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I tell no. you, nothing is wrong with the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's the stupid teams we play against who decide to go into beast mode when they realize it's us they're playing. That's all it is. That's all it is. When, when I watch – when I watch Tampa, what I notice is Hedman and how much better Hedman is than any Leaf I've ever seen play defense and most other defensemen in the NHL. And I know that's he's one of the best in the league, but the way that – especially that power play, him back there, he's unbelievable. 
he's uh, like he he drives the net. It's Hedman. Power play is a mystery, man. It we makes, had the same power play for the first and second half of the It just makes you wonder, season. though, like, like Petrangelo is not that far off from a guy like Hedman. And, you know, did we make a mistake not pursuing that, you know, getting crazy last year? I don't know. but So, Stephen, looking at that, are you seriously interested in, in like, wanting to go out and get Dougie Hamilton this offseason? No. I think Dougie Hamilton is still – the guy has bounced around the league. There's been plenty of teams that have had a taste of Dougie Hamilton and said, eh. Like I think I think that's very different because, you know, when I say that Hedman's like the best defenseman in the league, I think you know uh, Petrangelo's. That, like, that award went to Adam Fox, actually. <laughs> um, Num- numbers guy wins out. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. But um, anyway, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. And it's all it's all total hindsight because. Who's to say that that if Petrangelo were to come to the Leafs, he'd be that good? And how many guys are even available mm-hmm. that, that that are kind of like that? But that's that's something that I really notice on Tampa. He's hot. Yeah, he is really good. So that's an answer uh, for you. Yeah, Tampa. It's just they're us, but like just slightly just better. Like Vasilevsky stealing games left, right, and center, and Hedman locking it down at the back. Points, scoring all the goals. He's Kucherov awesome. scoring all the points. Steven Stamkos, basically an afterthought. <laughs> yep. So, so Montreal, we're so, we're so, so going to so be wrong here. If you I were to seriously gonna... answer the question, I would say that what Tampa has that I wish the Leafs had more is elite scoring depth. Like, I see them getting the Coleman, serious production like Coleman. from their third line, even like their fourth line is chipping in. Like, outside of Jason Spezza, we didn't have that. And, and that is one thing that I wish the Leafs had more of. Um, so, so I, I feel like we're so stupid for just like, you know, burying Montreal here, Montreal, not make or making the cup final. Like the, the NHL is about to continue this streak, a Canadian team, not winning the cup for 27 years now, Montreal in 93. I cannot get over this. You could, you could take a drunk guy at the bar you could put up a map, a globe on the wall, okay, <laughs> and just have him throw darts. He could throw seven darts, and one of those teams would win the Stanley Cup over 27 years. I'll bet $1,000 on that. This is unbelievable. How is this happening uh, still? It's not, it's not that outlandish. Like, we're talking six Canadian teams versus 24, it's now below 25 the US teams. The odds are that it would have happened and it hasn't happened. It's not the same as the odds of Toronto not winning for 60 years or whatever it is Which, up to now. I didn't want to bring it up, but I'll just bring it up. Yeah, the Leafs now have the longest streak in NHL history without winning a Stanley Cup. We had that before, didn't we? No, well, no. Rangers um, are at 54 years. Yeah, because oh of their of their gap before they won it in like 99? No. Nope. That was that was lightning or uh, ninety four. They were a year after Montreal. Yeah, Mark Messier. All right, whatever. But yes, it looks like, and they could prove us wrong. But it looks like the drought will continue for Canada. And if they go to a game seven, uh, Montreal and and Lightning, we will get together and record. Yes. <laughs> yes <laughs> How wrong sure. we are. All right. All right. Well, I would say one one thing of our, of our our heated debate about what's wrong with the Leafs. Uh, we came back to like. How luck based is the NHL playoffs and who wins? Like, do you think it's just been bad luck that like 
one, no Canadian team has won it for so long. But like, have the Leafs just been unlucky five years in a row? Is Tampa lucky two years in a row? Or well, uh, four the, out of the team these... that w- is the team that wins just the luckiest team. Or sorry, two out of these five super disappointing seasons, right? Uh, playoff seasons for us. I mean, the team that we lost to in the first round has gone to the Cup final, right? Regard like that. Yep. Yeah, so that, that makes it feel less uh, luck based. Um. Uh, but but you're, I, you're totally right that like Montreal is really showing their true colors right now, and they they were a bad regular season team, and they just they figured it out, and a lot of that was Carey Price though too, like the most important yep. player really standing up. Uh, and the standing rest of the team head. basically played perfect hockey for three rounds. Yeah, like they were they were just locking it down the way they hadn't done all season. Like I really don't look at especially I watched a lot of that Vegas series with them. I don't look at that and say it's luck based at all, but. But but then that 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 does give merit to the people that are arguing like don't change this team up at all because like one of these years something's gonna it's, it's gonna, gonna work click. out. Yeah, Here's the thing. I, this I, year. I know with basketball. I remember hearing this stat a while ago, and Tim, you can correct me if I'm reiterating it incorrectly. But it was like in the history of basketball, a number the number one or the number two seed in the division w- wins. Every year, except for like two years or something, just ridiculously low number that the like non-favored team wins it all, and it's just the best team wins in basketball routinely. The, the best time. team in the best team in the basketball regular season will yes. win in the playoffs. Yes, and it's it's very predictable. And you, if you have like if you know if you're making the playoffs as the eighth, seventh, sixth, fifth seed, you know you might make it deep, but you're not winning because yeah. LeBron James is going to come and and beat you because they're the better team. And that's not the case with hockey. When, how often does the president's trophy winner win the Stanley cup? When was the last time it happened? We're at like what? Eight to 10. Was it Detroit in 08? It's been a long time. It never happens. It's so, it's so fluky last year. uh, Dallas making it to the end. Who thought Dallas was making the playoffs this year? No one. Are you are you gonna look at Montreal's team and say, man, we gotta build our team like Montreal? No, no, nobody's. They, even, no yeah. one's even predicting they're gonna make the playoffs next year because they're not a good team. And I'm yeah. sorry for any Montreal fans who are listening, but you can enjoy your Stanley Cup run where it is. You did it. You're there. Have fun. But it's not a good team. It's not as good as as if anyone says that Montreal is obviously is a better team than the Las Vegas Golden Knights. You're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. But. So much luck. Any bounce can go your way. Any goalie can make a save. And the Montreal Canadiens are in the cup final. It's enough luck that I am absolutely one of those people that say, yep, run it back. Keep the window open as long as you can. If you're in the playoffs, you got a chance. Anything could happen. And that's what's happening with Montreal right now. Even though we're all writing them off. We we wrapping. It's a galley. Is We're it, at 43 minutes. So so a, a, a little bit more than a Gallagher. Who's taller than Gallagher? I don't know. Something like it's that. A, it's a long list. <laughs> All right, boys. It was good to get together. So we'll be back. There's a lot to talk about in a couple weeks. These guys are going to go back to the cottage, talk with Uncle Bill about more Leaf stuff. If, if Dubas pulls if Dubas pulls off a blockbuster, we're having an emergency pod. Absolutely. Yes. And signing Galchenyuk as a blockbuster, obviously. Absolutely. <laughs> How does that affect the Nuge? <laughs> <laughs>